not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors, presented by the Dallas Safari Club. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. It's important that we protect our heritage, as others would try to erase history and tear down the solid pillars that help build the greatest and most giving nation this world has ever seen. We at DSC take the opposite approach. We honor and appreciate the heritage and great history of America for all. BigGame.org. Hey, welcome back to this old camp house at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Sure glad you're here. We're at beautiful Lake Texoma, Texas this weekend. That's on the Texas-Oklahoma border, and it's a very famous striper lake. I would say that's what the majority of visitors target when they come to Texoma. However, this body of water has hosted the Bassmaster Classic in the past. It's a great bass lake. And this weekend, it's given up some giant crappie at the Mr. Crappie Classic Qualifier. These folks are on the water this weekend trying to advance to the Mr. Crappie Classic this fall on the Red River out of Shreveport, Louisiana. And that tournament on the Red River will pay out a quarter of a million dollars. Mr. Crappie himself, Wally Marshall, is going to join us on the show today. Along with Bruce Aiken, President and CEO at Bass. We're going to be talking about the Bassmasters Classic. You know that thing is three weeks away. It's almost here. And my old hunting buddy Pete Delkus joins me. We're talking about the Quail Coalition and the good work, the essential work that the Quail Coalition does right here in Texas for quails everywhere. Hey, pour yourself a hot cup of coffee and settle in with us. You're in camp with us at DSC's Kinder Outdoors. Front door to the camp house brought to you by Fortiflora from the trusted name Purina. Our veterinarians say that Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic. You really ought to keep it in the fridge if you own a dog. I want to get my buddy Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie, in here right now to kind of kick the show off today. Wally, welcome back. Hey, man, it's been a while, man. It, it has. It has. We've been running different directions. Hey, I know you've had that old boat out there jerking them crappie this spring. One right after another. <laughs> One right after another. Hey, uh, let's talk about your crappie expo a little bit. Uh, and it all starts right now. Today, we're uh, on Lake Texoma on the Texas-Oklahoma border for a qualifier that uh, that you've put together. That's right. The Mr. Crappie Invitational Qualifier. Actually, what this does, it's open to anybody, and uh, you can actually qualify for the $250,000 Invitational on the Red River this fall, September 30th through October the 2nd. But on Lake Texoma today, in this tournament here, it pays some jack. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hand out some dough today. Hey, we're you know, it's $1,500 entry fee, and I guarantee it we're going to give away about $40,000 today. <laughs> you know, hey, that's a lot of money to a crappie fisherman. That's a lot of money to anybody. This is all taking place up on uh, Lake Texoma. Is that a good crappie fisher? It's a great crappie lake, and i tell you what, it sits right on that Texas-Oklahoma border, and the crappie anglers that's coming from all over the country to fish this. I just opened it up to let everybody get their opportunity to go to the Mr. Crappie $250,000 the shootout on the Red River. 
Hey, uh, now, if you'd like to come out and join us for the weigh-in, that's going to be public this afternoon. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, you can come out and, and sit in on it and watch the excitement of a, of a weigh-in, a big-money crappie weigh-in. Right. That's exit 69 off of Highway 75, and it's at the Denison Dam boat ramp right across from the core office on Lake Texhoma on the south side of the dam. Okay, very good. So, if you need that info again, just come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. We've got it all there for you. That's taking place today, the qualifier. Uh, these guys are going to move on from here, though, to to the big show. That You were talking about that this fall. This will be your third annual Mr. Crappie Crappie Classic and man, has it been a home run! Everybody sponsors. Everybody's just loved what I you're doing what. for crappie fishing. Oh yeah, the first year we had a hundred thousand dollar tournament, and that was on Lake Hamilton in Hot Springs. Then we had a two hundred thousand dollar tournament last year on Table Rock Lake, eighty thousand first place. First year was forty thousand. This year we're raising it to a hundred thousand dollars. First place at the shootout at the Red River. Yeah, there you go. You can't beat it. When you say the Red River, you know I'm thinking back to Kevin Van Dam winning the Bassmasters Classic on the Red River a few years ago. We found out, boy, that's a pretty good bass fishery. That's a whale of a crappie fishery, but it's a different kind of fishing now when you're out on that river. Hey, you got to be careful. You got to do watch where you're going. You know what I'm saying? You got to do the navigation deal right. And what we're doing is we're having. The big tournament on the Red River in locks four and five. So these anglers that's coming to fish that, the river has been off limits all year long. Nobody can get on it. They can't take no information from anybody. They get one week to pre-fish for that 250000 That's just like this weekend. Today, we're talking these guys couldn't get on Lake Texoma this year. And so they get four days of practice, two days of tournament, and I guarantee it, it's going to be a whopper. Come on out to the Denison Dam boat ramp on Lake Texoma. Bring your lawn chair. We're going to have a food wagon out there. We're going to have some good music. And we're going to have a heck of a weigh-in at the Denison Dam boat ramp on Lake Texoma. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day. Fun afternoon. Wally, don't run off because I've got to make a little trip to the coffee pot. And then I want to talk to you about how we all might go out and catch a crappie today. Give us a tip or two. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care. Calming Care very gently over time settles the overbarker, the overjumper, the destructive dog. Learn more when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. You know what? We smell like fish and we're proud of it. I'm Mike Iganelli and this is Kinder Outdoors. At DSC, the mission has been so solid and successful in the areas of hunter advocacy, education, and conservation that our membership has grown to include people from around the globe. Like-minded conservationists that know the importance of teaching young people how to fish, hunt, camp, and conserve. If you share the desire to pass along these great rights to your children and their children as well, consider a DSC membership. Dallas Safari Club is truly an international organization with our roots and annual convention and expo in Dallas, Texas. But there are DSC chapters all across America. We believe that the North American model of science-based conservation put in place by men like Teddy Roosevelt and duplicated in countries worldwide works. We carefully vet and support groups that purely work towards science-based conservation. We spend a great deal of time and money on our future generations sharing our rich hunting history and heritage. DSC also stands toe-to-toe every day against the forces that would abolish your gun rights and your right to hunt and fish. 
Stand with us. Visit BigGame.org. The Quail Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the Bob White, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Kinder Outdoors and the Dallas Safari Club. Now that's good camp house company. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please help carry on our wonderful heritage in history at BigGame.org. Hey, welcome back to Lake Texoma. That's where the DSC Kinder Outdoors Campfire is located this week. We're on the Texas side of the lake for the Wally Marshall Mr. Crappie Crappie Classic Qualifier. 
These guys are out there duking it out for $30,000, $40,000 on the water today. And these guys are here fishing this tournament trying to advance to the Mr. Crappie Classic, which pays a quarter million dollars, Wally, this fall uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana on the Red River. That'll be interesting. Give us a few details. Yeah, we're going to have the Crappie Expo in the Shreveport Convention Center, and the Hilton Hotel is connected to the Convention Center there itself. And so be sure to get your rooms early because it's going to sell out. But there's a lot of other places to stay. And, and if you want to know where the tournament's going out of, that would be the Red River South Marina, about 15 miles south of the convention center itself. They also have cabins out there that you could rent from them and also has hookups for RVs. All right, very good. And, uh, again, any of this info, kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R, like kindergarten, easy to remember, kinderoutdoors.com. When you're finished uh, driving, jump on that, uh, that phone, that laptop, that pad, whatever. We're waiting on you with all the info that you need. Let's talk about catching these crappie that are transitioning now from spring to summer. They're on the move. Uh, in a lot of places across the United States. How do you go about trying to find these crappie when they're moving, when they're real mobile? Well, I can tell you right now, we still got crappie spawning in Texas. Hmm. Not all of them, all of them spawn at the same time, but I'll guarantee it, the males are still guarding the nest. Those females have moved back off just a little bit, and so they'll be about 8, 10 foot of water, I'm sure. But, uh, man, I'll tell you, uh, when they start bunching up after that spawn out on that structure and that brush, Man, it's like picking chicken, brother. <laughs> so that's where you want to look. That's the next step after they finish up the spawn uh, and that transition period is, is over. Get back out on your brush piles, your summer spots. Right. Standing timber, stumps, brush piles, any of that. And any, it, it can be four foot of water. Depending on the clarity of the water yeah. is how shallow the fish are going to be. Do you Have you ever noticed that certain colors work better certain times of year, or is that my imagination? Well, just as long as it's got chartreuse on it, you can probably catch a fish. But, uh, no, there's a lot of colors out there that I really like, but I like hotchicken.com, which is pink and chartreuse. I like my old blue and white, which is number 185 in the Mr. Crappie Strike King baits. There's several of them. I like that chartreuse head and that blue and white body or that blue and pearl, and that just seems to be my go-to bait come springtime. Yeah, I'm a monkey shine guy. See that, that glimmer blue and, and chartreuse? A couple of lakes that I fish a lot in the spring, that just seems to be the go-to. And, hey, I was wearing them out on a brush pile this spring in about 12 foot of water. Those big old females were just collected out there. Yeah, that uh, was pre-spawn. Yeah. You were doing pre-spawn. You was catching them big females out there. But depending on the clarity of the water, they can spawn out there in that deeper water. Yeah, just like on Lake Fork and that standing timber, them fish ain't going to the bank. They're spawning right in the forks of those trees out there in that yeah. lake. Hey, my, my Glimmer Blue and Chartreuse, Monkey Shine, kind of played off. And I threw that old HotChicken.com in there. I threw them a change-up. Oh, Dude, they couldn't stand it. That's HotChicken.com. HotChicken.com. Yeah, that's that brighter pink, and it has that brighter tail on it. Yeah. And uh, that's number 242 if you folks are out there looking for it. <laughs> there you go. Come see us, Denison, Texas, uh, at the boat ramp this afternoon. We're going to have a fun way in. And they can check everything out on crappieexpo.com. Go on there and look at that sizzle reel we got running. Check out that video and see how much fun we're having. And also, don't forget, we got the world's largest crappie fry, and we're going to give away a boat each yep. day of the event. Yep. And uh, that's not today. That's this fall, and we'll have all the details for you, crappieexpo.com. Thank you, Wally. Well, I heard some rumors. They're catching some big ones out there.
<laughs> hey, this corner of the camp house brought to you by Forta Flora, America's number one canine probiotic. You bird dog guys, retriever guys, after a hard workout, yeah, GI upset can occur. It's common. That's the time for Forta Flora. One of our pro dog trainers is a Purina Pro Plan man, Carl Gunzer. Carl, welcome back. Let's talk about introducing our retrievers, our bird dogs, if we wanted that, that water retrieve to the water without scaring them to death. There's a right way to do that. You can have the best bloodline in the world, but if he's scared to go out in that water, he's going to sit there and watch you go get that duck. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty embarrassing for you to have to walk out there while he's on the bank watching you. Um, you know, a lot of it depends on the weather and timing, um, the age of the dog. Uh, you know, there's lots of puppies that are swimming at 8 and 10 and 12 weeks, but uh, you'd want conditions to be good, you know, warm 60, 70 degree water plus um, to introduce them. Most of the time, I'll just turn out, you know, several puppies or let a puppy out with an older dog that'll get in and swim. Um, you can walk out there with the dog, too, you know, if, if it... Uh, you know, if it'll retrieve, you can throw stuff in. But, but the real key is is timing, and it doesn't matter if uh, if you live in Montana and your puppy's born in in October and it turns cold, and you know, it won't matter if you wait six months till it's May to introduce your your dog to the water. In fact, you'd be better served to do that than to put him in cold water and you know get him to not like the water. Yeah. Uh, when you first introduce him to the water, do you go out there with him, or do you throw a dummy out there? How do you get him started? Um. You know, I'll never forget one of my first trainers and mentors, Jim Dobbs, said to me, I consider it very unprofessional to get wet. So uh, I'm not a big swimmer, but, uh, you know, actually my wife will introduce a lot of them, and she likes to wade out there with them. Okay. It's not a bad way. Um, if they've got a lot of retrieve desire, um, I'll, I'll generally do it with a retrieve, you know, whatever they're retrieving. And to start with, I'll just throw it just on the very edge so that they just are getting their toes wet, you know, and then, you know, kind of judge the dog a little further each time. Um, you know, if there's a lot of walking uh, or running water you know let them be in that running water for a while so they yeah. get comfortable with it read your dog read your dog yeah, yeah. sure sure you know yeah. and a lot of them if it's hot and you take them for a walk heck they'll jump in and and start swimming with no encouragement yeah you know water can be a friend uh, even a pointing dog trainer in the summertime it's a great way to build lungs and heart uh you know swimming your dog yeah and and that's getting very popular in, in the retriever field trial world you know they're learning more and more about conditioning and uh, water sprints and using kayaks to, to train the dogs to, in the water um, are very effective for building, you know, aerobic capacity, for building, you know, muscle on you know, sprints. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a friend to training for sure. Yeah. Well, and in your case, if you didn't want to make the investment of a kayak, you could tell your wife, here, honey, put this rope in your mouth and swim really fast. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would work. No, you better not do that. Don't go home and uh, don't go home and do that. Uh, well, let's say we've had a dog that's coming along and doing pretty good and then has a scary incident where he uh you know he's bobbing up and down maybe we have to rescue him out of there do we want to back off a little bit yeah and you know um it's not uncommon to have issues with uh retrievers or any breed swimming so um you know a couple things you can do if you know that's when it would be appropriate to walk out there if if you've got a dog that's you know not swimming well um he's not kicking his back feet you know you might wait out there with him kind of hold him by the center of his body and let him swim very often once they have something in their mouth, they'll swim much better than without it. You know, it kind of weighs them down, gets their head down, and then they'll start kicking with their back feet. So, um, you know, that can be helpful, uh, yeah. make sure they're swimming. Um, but, yeah, they, I've seen them get scared and, and not want to return for a while, too. Yeah. You know. Maybe on those first uh, deeper retrieves, a check cord? Yeah, and, um, you know, 
taking swimming with other dogs can be great if those dogs go out and swim and they play nicely. Yeah. I've also seen it where a lot of these young dogs, there'll be a dog in the water and this other dog will want to jump on them and dunk them. And, you know, yeah. So you don't want that to happen when you're first exposing a young dog, have another dog jumping on him, dunking him, scaring him. Yeah. So. Don't assume that your dog can swim. It's amazing to me how many people think that every dog can <laughs> swim. Man, I had a really nice young pointer one time who was doing everything good and we started working on water and he went out and sunk like a rock. He was not the all-around athlete I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, most labs will at least stay afloat for a while, but but you're absolutely right. They may not be able to, to move forward. You know, they'll sit there and, and kick and, and be in a circle. So uh, watch them closely when you're introducing them, for sure. Hey, everybody, it's Adrian with Harold's Outdoor Haven. We're located in Kingman, Kansas. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, I really think you need this new shotgun. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. You might hunt the south pasture. Or maybe the double tanks. You've watched that big ten point for four years now. Maybe he'll show up. Or maybe it's a doe you'll hang in the cooler tonight. We're almost out of sausage links and taco meat. Maybe a pig will come by today. Among all the maybes, there is an absolute. Take your wild game to Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. The Masakio family and their decades of family recipes will have your guests at a whitetail dinner complimenting you on the beef. Because we, the way we season them and then we, we cry vac them, vacuum seal them, and then let them sit, and then we put them in the freezer. So it, the, the spices get to work on the meat for a little bit. If you'll cook them just like a regular filet, you know, like medium rare or rare, it's perfect. I mean, it's, you can't tell the difference. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. CinnamonCreekRanch.com. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or Nastra. This was the very idea of Nastra's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in Nastra field trials. 
All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. Nestra sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his Nastra championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and Nastra's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. Way out in West Texas on Highway 287, about 40 miles east of Amarillo, is one of the coolest roadside stops that you'll find. Right there on the south side of the highway sits the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Buffalo Gold features wonderful western art, one-of-a-kind jewelry, and all things buffalo. Belts, boots, and bison leather products of all kinds. Our buffalo wool socks, gloves, hats, beanies, and more will keep you warm like never before during the coldest winters. And that road trip will feel better, too, with a soft and cozy buffalo down knit throw or lap robe. Unique and beautiful Damascus steel kitchen knives. Vintage Navajo sterling and turquoise jewelry. A huge selection of bison moccasins, shoes, and boots for hunting, working, or just looking great. Stop in and see us at the Buffalo Gold Herdware Store. Yes, we do have our own herd. 40 miles east of Amarillo near Goodnight, Texas. BuffaloGold.net. Coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin' or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kender Outdoors Camp House, partners with the Dallas Safari Club. At DSC, we believe that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Big game. Hey, welcome back to Lake Texoma. We're on the Texas side of Texoma today for the Mr. Crappie Classic Qualifier. The Classic will be on the Red River out of Shreveport, Louisiana, coming up this fall. But today, there are teams out here trying to get qualified for that quarter-million-dollar tournament coming up later this year. Come join us for the weigh-in this afternoon. We're going to have a lot of fun and give away a bunch of money here, too, about $40,000. I'm Billy Kinder. This is DSC's Kinder Outdoors, and Dallas Safari Club contributes to the work of a lot of really quality and vetted organizations, people like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Mark Holyoke joins me now from RMEF from up in Missoula, Montana. Welcome back, Mark. 
Good to be back. Yeah, I tell you what, you guys uh, don't sit down very long. You don't take many breaks at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Uh, you've accomplished a lot through the years, and I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that, Mark. Happy birthday. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is 37 years old in uh, uh, this month, in May. Yeah, 37 years. You know, the last couple of years for all of us have been challenging on a number of fronts, but, uh, you know, thanks to some uh, resiliency and some creativity and just some downright awesome work done by our volunteers and others. We've uh, been able to put all sorts of money on the ground and continue to, to move forward. And, and that's a good thing for elk and, of course, trickle-down effects for all sorts of other critters uh, uh, where, we're, where we're working. So, so it's a good deal. For folks that don't know, tell us a little bit about the history of uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. How did this get started? It's a great idea. Well, it's, it's an all-American kind of story. Uh, basically, it started in 1984 with four elk hunters in northwest Montana Four guys who uh, were just scraping nickels together. Uh, they didn't really have much to their name. We had a, let's see, we had a logger, a uh, real estate guy, uh, a preacher, and a drive-in owner in a small Montana community. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, they just, they loved elk, and they, they thought, you know, there's groups out there that, you know, look after ducks and turkeys, but there's nobody out there that looks after elk. What can we do about that? And so they put their, their heads together and their meager funds together at the same time and formed the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And it, it's interesting. It was formed in a, in a tiny, tra- tiny town in Troy, Montana, in a double-wide trailer, which is no longer even on the spot. It's a vacant field now. Uh, but they relied on each other and, and their families, and they just pressed forward and just made it happen and, and got to the point today where we have more than 231,000 members all across the nation, more than 500 chapters, 11,000 volunteers, and, and we're just, you know, thanks to the good work they do and the funds that our volunteers raise, we, we take that money, we put it back on the ground, and uh, we look to conserve elk country and uh, promote conservation and hunting. Yeah, and like you said, when you preserve an acre of ground uh, for the elk, then the squirrels benefit and the birds benefit and everything else benefits. It trickles down, like you said. But you guys have not set aside one acre for the elk. You've set aside millions. What's that? Uh, what's that? Can't count up to now. So we've either protected or enhanced more than eight one eight point one million acres of habitat, wow. and at the same time opened or improved access to public land for hunting and other activities to more than one point three million acres of land, and and that and that goes across uh, the entire nation. And so, you know, it, it's it's just constantly putting one foot in front of the other and making it happen. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you guys, when you when you talk about opening up access, there I, I know from hunting Montana quite a bit through the years, there's some tremendous uh, country, but you have to have landowner permission to cross them to get to some of those spots. And you've opened up a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of different ways to go about that. You know, one of the things that, at least in recent years, we've been looking for is little – little gate points, little access points to hard-to-reach lands in particular. So um, we, we had a project, uh, this was in Montana, although we had a similar one in Utah not long ago too, that it was just a, a little piece of acreage, 40 acres, um, surrounded by uh, big private ranches on each side. But at the back left-hand corner of that piece of property, it, it bordered up to National Forest Service land. And you couldn't get there unless you were – in ridiculous shape and hiked in for about two and a half days to reach it by looping around these big ranches. And so that just automatically opens the door to 
you know, all sorts of opportunity that wasn't there before. So we look for small projects, large ones. Um, we'll we'll try to carry out access easements. Uh, we'll try to build new trails that 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 can kind of skirt around some private land or get permission of right-of-way accesses. There's just lots of different ways to go about it. Kind of depends on where you live and and um, what the country's like. But we just we just try to make it happen because we know that that folks appreciate that and. Um, when we can do that, it's it's better for all. Rocky Mountain Elks Foundation has worked with the uh, with the parks and wildlife folks uh, in in all over the United States, and there are a lot of elk in a lot of states now that were not there 37 years ago because of the, the good work in part of the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. It's phenomenal where we can find elk now where they had disappeared before. You know, and, that, and that's really one of the earmarks of a, of a great conservation organization is, is if, at least that's what we think as far as accomplishments go, if, if you can return a, a species to its native range, then, then that's a feather in the cap. And so um, directly, while we've enhanced habitat in all sorts of states and all sorts of places across the country, we've directly partnered with state and wildlife agencies and other partners um, to restore elk to their native range in West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Missouri, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and even up in Ontario, Canada as well. So, so elk are back in those places. Um, they're 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 doing pretty well in all those places. Missouri is getting ready for its its second ever elk hunt this fall. Wisconsin, I believe, is its third or fourth, and Kentucky is is kind of the kind of the band leader out there, the the chest thumper. Um, it was 1997 in Kentucky, but as of today, there's somewhere between 12 and 14,000 elk. That's the largest herd east of the Mississippi. So, you know, even up in Pennsylvania and other places, elk abound. They're there, um, and and we're just doing what we can uh, to support those animals and the other uh, critters around them. Elk hunters plan ahead. They don't just uh, go to bed tonight and say, "I think I'll go elk hunting tomorrow." So, tell me your plans for this year, Mark. What are what are you working on? <laughs> You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, I, I've put in for elk tags for a number of years at a favorite spot of mine, and, and actually last year, after putting in for I don't know how many years in a row, I drew a, I drew a bull and an elk tag about 65, 70 miles from my house, and all I saw wow. were hunters, and so it was it was a little <laughs> depressing, uh, but you know that's the way it goes, and so this year, personally, I didn't put in for one. One elk tag, one special draw anywhere, because when I was chasing deer in the foothills up above my house, which connected the mountains above my house, um, I think it was two years ago, we actually saw some elk up high. That's going to force me to get out and work, but I told myself this year, force yourself to get up, climb up about, oh, 1,800 to 2,500 feet, get up there, find those elk, and learn what's up there to the point that I could work myself around and with my binoculars see my house way down below now granted it's a long oh, way but that that's would be my cool. personal goal yeah will it happen yeah, i don't know will i run into a lot of hunters like last year i know i won't <laughs> there you go that's good well and every birthday candle that you add to your cake they get further up that mountain mark it's, yeah it's, no uh, kidding it's a little further and a little tougher. Well, hey, happy birthday. Speaking of birthday cakes, 37 years, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, celebrating in the month of May. Mark Holyoke, always good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And if uh, folks out there are interested, just log on to rmef.org and see what we're up to. Yeah, and, of course, we'll have a link at Kinder Outdoors to K-I-N-D-E-R. Come see us.
Let's go get a cup of coffee. This is Olympic gold medalist Kim Rohde. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Okay, Billy, come on now. You can use another lesson. Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then, view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life, telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Toxie Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on. TheHarvestMovie.com These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word. CSBibleChurch.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil 
that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castelleria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has ten double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. It's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Come share our campfire and a good story or two. The Dallas Safari Club presents Kinder Outdoors. Every single day, we are working to protect your right to hunt, fish, and shoot. Learn more about the DSC at BigGame.org. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. Welcome back to DSC's Kinder Outdoors. Gather up around our campfire every week. If you can't be here when we're on the air on your local station, then grab a podcast as you're going down the road, sitting on the bow of the boat, or in the blind. You can download Kinder Outdoors wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Bruce Aiken is the president and CEO of Bass, and the Bassmasters Classic is just three weeks away. I want to talk about that with you, Bruce. Welcome back to the show. We're glad to be back, Billy. Uh, good, to, good to hear from you again. You bet. Yeah, it's an exciting time of year. Normally, we'd be having this conversation earlier in the year, but the uh, Bassmasters Classic has moved to June this year. COVID, with a ripple effect, has pushed everything around a little bit. And you know what? I'm excited about a classic in June. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they used to be in the summer till about uh, mid 2000s, and so it'll be it'll be great to go back to the summer when all the kids are out of school, the whole families can come and uh, uh, have a good time. Yeah, we're looking forward to you folks coming to town. It's going to be. Uh, just a whole lot of fun, and uh, we're just going to touch on some things that folks, some can't-miss stuff that folks need to do uh, when they come to uh, North Texas for the uh, Bassmaster Classic June 11, 12, and 13. The Lake, uh, Ray Roberts, a buddy of mine, Danny Golden, guides up there a lot, and uh, his boat pulled a 15-pounder out of there uh, just a couple of years back. So we know what can happen when we turn the best anglers in the world, Bruce, loose on Ray Roberts. Absolutely. I, I just was talking to Chris Aldane, who lives in the Fort Worth uh, area, and he'll be uh, in the Classic. And I think he was out practicing some a uh, month or two ago, and he said uh, he caught some pretty good weight. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it'll still be there uh, in a few weeks, uh, <laughs> just uh, three weeks away. So, yep, yep. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the lake, uh, you know, uh, Billy, you know, that's where it starts is picking, uh, make sure we got a good lake uh, for a you know, great competition, and then then we after that say, okay, is there an arena? Is there a good expo space as well? It just it all has to come together. And it has come together. It is going to be so special. Uh, if you would like to catch a weigh-in, boy, folks are sure welcome there. I know you'd encourage folks to uh, to come to Ray Roberts early in the morning. And let me tell you, folks, it is a it is a spectacle. the 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 hype that goes on around the Super Bowl that you watch on television, well, that's what you're going to see here in the world of bass fishing. The Classic is the Super Bowl of the bass fishing world, 
And the morning takeoffs, Bruce, are exciting. If, if folks yeah. have never been to one, I know you'd urge them to come on. Yeah, that, that's right. The, the, uh, the takeoffs are a little early, but uh, 6.15 every morning. But, uh, uh, you know, as the sun's coming up, uh, it's really a lot of fun and great. You and get pretty uh, up close and, and personal with the anglers and be right there and see them uh, preparing for the day. And then, uh, you know, of course, have the you know, national anthem and all and, and then get rolling. It's uh, takeoffs at the Isle de Bois unit. Is that how you pronounce that? Yep, Isle de Bois, that's Boy, right. Texas, okay. And um, so that would be every morning, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at, at 615. Uh, we'll have 54 of them. Take it off Friday and Saturday, and then we'll cut down to 25 on Sunday. But uh, uh, it's always a lot of fun. I usually try to make it uh, for sure for the Sunday takeoff, uh, but all three days are are, are exciting. Uh, you bet they are. Hey, and, you know, then uh, we're going to move it on up to uh, Fort Worth, just a short drive down the road, down south to Fort Worth from uh, Lake Ray Roberts, uh, because the expo is uh, – Boy, that's a that's a don't miss. That's a can't miss. And it's uh, in the historic North Fort Worth area. You got the stockyards, the brand new Dickies Arena, uh, and this is so big that it's going to take in Will Rogers uh, and an outdoor expo. A lot to see, a lot to do. What takes place at that expo? Yeah, at the expo, we'll start uh, kick it off at noon on on Friday, and it will continue Saturday and Sunday. Uh, at the expo, we'll have probably you know a couple of hundred exhibitors uh, from you know uh, people that have 5,000 square feet down to people that have a hundred square feet booth, and uh, we're also going to have a tented area uh, outside there for some of the boat and motor companies that aren't sponsors. So we'll have it's like a whole big boat show and a tackle show uh, all in one. We'll have retailers, uh, people buy. Uh, as they're going through and seeing a lot of new product is introduced at the Classic as well. But you'll see rods and reels and, and, and uh, baits and people carrying all kind of merchandise, uh, shirts, hats, uh, and all that. We'll have the official merchandise booth set up as well. Uh, we'll also have live uh, airing from the Expo uh, this year. We'll have the set uh, for the Bassmaster Live uh, that goes on, uh, of course, uh, you know, we'll be broadcasting on LFS1 and on Fox, on Fox on Saturday morning and then LFS1 and all the rest of the time. It'll be on Bassmaster.com, but it'll be airing right there, you know, from the, uh, from the expo. Um, you know, great time, lots of crowds, lots of people milling in and out, but I think people will be able to spread out pretty well as we'll use all the indoor parts of the Will Rogers and then expand to the outdoors as well. Uh, and, and, and that's the expo. It's, it's probably the most attended part. Uh, of course, it's free, as are all the events. Uh, the arena show, uh, takeoff, it's all free uh, there. Yeah. So. yeah, and it's all very, very family-friendly. So, hey, there's never been a better time to introduce your kids to a fishing pole, and you're not going to find more of them on planet Earth than at the uh, Classic Expo. I promise you that. We'll also, Billy, we'll also have going on the uh, Go Outside experience. Uh, we're just starting a new initiative that we're announcing tomorrow. It's Go Outside, go-outside.com is the website for it. But it's about getting out into nature and outside and, you know, fish, camp, cook, 
uh, all the things you do outdoors. A lot of people have, uh, you know, explored the outdoors more in the past year uh, with the pandemic, and uh, and we're you know trying to uh, give give people uh, better information about getting out and exploring and experiencing the outdoor with uh, uh, particularly with families. So we'll be kicking that off. We'll have the you know the dog jumping contest going on as well. Uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife will be there with the exhibits. We'll have a catfish pond there uh, that the kids can uh, and, and be providing you know rods and reels. So that'll be part of the expo uh, as well uh, that that families can come out and experience together. Yeah, and those dock dogs. Everybody loves those things, Bruce. Everybody yeah. loves what the incredible dogs uh, and they're great athletes and if you'll drop by the bass booth, you can have your picture made with that Bassmaster Classic trophy, uh, which is kind of a, a rare deal. You you don't you don't get in the same room with that thing very many times in your in your life. Absolutely, and we'll and we'll have you know live showing there as well, and have a lot of activities going on uh, in the booth there. Um, so. Um, need to you know come on out. We got the share lunker program from the uh, that we'll be featuring you know from the Texas Parks and Wildlife uh, and 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 all. And then of course then we'll move you know over just next door to Dickey's Arena uh, for the weigh-in show. And if you haven't been to one of those, uh, you've got to see it to believe it. That's <laughs> all I can say is that uh, you know it's a lot of excitement and cheering and. And I, I call it a big Hollywood production. And it is a giant Hollywood production. Bruce Aiken, president and CEO of Bass, he's going to rejoin us coming up next hour right here at Kinder Outdoors. Pete Delkus, too. It's, well, it's a delayed banquet season. Those things that typically happen in the spring because of COVID will be happening in June, like the Park City's Quail Banquet and the Dallas Safari Club Foundation Banquet. We'll preview those two big get togethers coming up. Plenty of fish in the creek behind the camp house. Feel free to take a ride down from the wall and catch a few. Kinder Outdoors, presented by the Dallas Safari Club. Thousands of kids and parents enjoy the outdoors today because we took the time to teach them yesterday. We are the DSC, and we are at biggame.org. Bruce Aiken, the president and CEO of Bass, the Bass Angler Sportsman's Society, is going to rejoin us again a little bit later on, talking about the economic impact of a Bassmasters Classic when it lands in your city, your region. It's huge. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. I am so proud to partner with Purina Pro Plan. Products that I know that I've used, I've fed Purina Pro Plan for decades. I don't know how some people do it. They stand up and endorse products they know nothing about. I can close my eyes and lay my head on the pillow at night in peace because I know I've told you the truth. Purina Pro Plan is the best, absolute best fuel that you can buy for your dog. And it's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. 
The Bassmasters Classic in three weeks from today will be on Lake Ray Roberts in North Texas. The Bassmaster Elites this weekend are on Lake Gunnersville, historic Lake Gunnersville, home to the Bassmasters Classic last year. If you're in that neck of the woods and you want to catch that weigh-in in the afternoons, they'll be there at the Goose Pond Colony Resort Marina in Scottsboro, 2 o'clock each afternoon. Live coverage each morning this weekend, streaming on Bassmaster.com and the Fox Sports Digital Platforms, FS1. is also broadcasting live with the tournament leaders on camera beginning at 7 a.m. Central today and again tomorrow. Hey, it's a free fishing day in Nebraska today, fishing and parks. No need to buy a permit to fish or visit a state park in the state of Nebraska. i got to get this guy on the show, Alex Phillips of Ash Grove, Missouri. He's the new state record holder for alternative methods for the red ear sunfish. He was bow fishing at Table Rock Lake April 28th, and he shot a two-pound, one-ounce fish. New state record. The previous record was caught by Josh Cole, one pound, 12 ounces, just about two years ago to the day. Here's the kicker. Josh Cole, the previous record holder, is very close friends with the new record holder, Alex Phillips. In fact, Alex was fishing on Josh's boat when he shot the new state record. And he shot the fish out of his buddy's honey hole where he caught his state record two years ago. Yes. Alex broke his friend Josh's state record from Josh's boat and in his honey hole. (laughs) Now that's a friend indeed. You can see that new state record fish, that two-pound red ear, at kinderoutdoors.com. Click on the bragging board, and golly, what a tarpon. He's up on the bragging board, too. A week ago this past Thursday, just off of Anna Maria Island in Florida's Manatee County, Captain Tyler Capilla and his charter client caught a tarpon that onlookers along the beach thought was a shark because of its size. Capilla said this was the fish of a lifetime for his client. In fact, it was the fish of a lifetime for any guide as well. Based on the length and girth measurements, Capilla estimates the weight of the fish at about 211 pounds, one of the largest tarpon recorded in Florida in recent years. The fish was 84 inches to the fork, that is from the front of the bottom lip to the fork of the tail. Heavyweight tarpon have become more numerous over the last 20 years because of the state's catch and release policy, but this one is still rarely big, huge, and is free to roam. They released her after taking a few pictures. Some cool school you might want to take a look at, Texas Parks and Wildlife Department's community archery program they want to help texans learn how to harvest their own meals and join a tradition in the outdoors and improve on or learn a new skill through their bow hunter by fall program monthly and bi-monthly e-newsletters filled with videos and tips archers can learn how to travel from behind the keyboard to behind the bow just in time for the fall hunting seasons bow hunter by fall e-newsletters Info on how to take and pass hunter education. Help aspiring bow hunters understand the gear that they'll need before hitting the field. Provide archery training tips, how to find a mentor, how to find public hunting land, understanding license requirements, everything you need to become a bow hunter by fall. And in Alabama today, 
Handguns 101, Introduction to Handguns, taught by Wildlife and Freshwater Fisheries Division Law Enforcement Firearms Instructors, Cahaba River WMA Shooting Range. More info about both of those at kinderoutdoors.com. That's where you can go to see a log perch, too. Log perch. Twice in the past six weeks, I've received text messages and emails from people that have caught a tiny, slender little fish marked up kind of like a sauger, the cousin to the walleye. After checking in with my friends at the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, they say, it's a log perch, Billy. That's a new one on me. Go look at the picture at kinderoutdoors.com and see if maybe you've come across a log perch before. Purina Pro Plan is at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. They've got every formula under the sun, and every one of those formulas is going to make your dog healthier, more energetic in just a few weeks. I've seen it happen too many times. Purina Pro Plan, all those good formulas are at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores in Kansas and Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Good morning, I'm Lieutenant Colonel David Snodgrass from the United States Air Force. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Like everyone, the conservation world has been down a rough road lately. The money generated through science-based and properly regulated hunting, both here in the U.S. and abroad, is the key pillar of support for wildlife and wild places. I'm Corey Mason, Executive Director at Dallas Safari Club. Poaching, drought, and ties that would put a stop to hunting and the shooting sports, right and proper education of the next generations of outdoorsmen and women, these things don't stop because of a pandemic, and at DSC, neither do we. Many hundreds of mission-minded volunteers work without glory or headlines year-round for the DSC mission. That mission is clear-cut. True conservation work worldwide, sharing our beloved and precious heritage with all that will hear and take part, and defeating those that would rip up your Second Amendment and rights to hunt and fish. I invite you to come and join us. It all starts at biggame.org. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. <laughs> you see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. 
I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Attahook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit JoshuaCreek.com. In Genesis chapter 9, God himself told man that if it flies, moves on the earth, or swims in the water, it is meat for us. What a gracious God we have. We celebrate that in this old camp house. Kinder Outdoors partners with the Dallas Safari Club. A helicopter flies over African bush with the DSC logo on it. When poachers are busted, they can clearly see who caught them. We are the DSC. We are at biggame.org. Normally by now, as we head into the summer months, we would have had a half dozen really good banquets under our belt. Well, the banquets have not been happening. Everything got pushed back because of COVID. But with June, a bevy of banquets is on the way. The Dallas Safari Club Foundation just around the corner. That's going to be a dandy at the First in Flight Museum in Dallas. We'll be talking to Richard Cheatham about that, the executive director, coming up soon. But right now, I want my old buddy Pete Delkus, my old hunting partner, to join me here and talk about one of the biggest banquets on planet Earth, and that is Park City's Quail. Welcome back, Pete. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. This is my, my favorite season of the year. I know it is. Before we uh, before we delve into the quail, I want to talk a little bit about the turkeys. Tell me about your spring. Well, it's it's been pretty good so far. You know, I've seen I've seen heard plenty of birds. The weather at times has kind of dampened things for us. You know, you just sit there with your rain gear on because they're going to come out eventually. And yeah. the the plan is to be there when they walk out in the open. You and Ray, I sitting out there in the rain. The rest of us have gone <laughs> into the coffee pot. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. I know you do love those turkeys. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Quail Coalition. We're we're helping to spread the news of the uh, the Quail Coalition these days. And you, as a board member at Park City's Quail, uh, for many years, are a really good source to go to. Uh, we're both bird dog guys. Uh, I mean, just behind God and our families, 
there's there's our quail hunting and upland hunting. Uh, it means a lot to us. Uh, and so organizations like Park City's Quail, those those things are near and dear to our heart. They do really good work. What is Park City's Quail Coalition? Well, Park City's Quail Coalition, it, it's just a group of guys in the Dallas area, and we have some other guys that travel from across the country and come to our dinner and award ceremony every year. But we just raise money for quail conservation. And, and since we began uh, in 2006, we've donated over $12 million, $12 million, $12 million to quail wow. research, conservation, and education programs in Texas. And that's and one I, thing I, that I really – understand. Pete, I want people to understand that there are chapters all over Texas of the Quail Coalition, but you're talking about dollars specifically from Park City's Quail in the Dallas area. That's exactly right. You know, we have chapters in Abilene. We have a big Covey chapter up in Wichita Falls. There's one in Fort Worth, the Cross Timbers, one in Houston, one uh, down in Austin, uh, the Permian Basin out in Midland, San Antonio, South Texas, Trans-Pecos, and um, – so they're all over the state, and, and we'll continue to expand and, and grow Quail Coalition, but Park City's Quail Coalition is just one of the chapters. And, and that one chapter, again, it's, it's over $12 million that we've, that we've donated to, to, in Texas, Bill. So that's the thing I love about, about Quail Coalition and Park City's Quail Coalition. You know, we raise money here, you know, at Park City's Quail or out in Abilene, Wichita Falls or out in Alpine. You know, we're not going to send the money to Iowa. Now, there's nothing wrong with Iowa. There's nothing wrong with Illinois. But we raise money in Texas, and it stays in Texas. And that's that's the difference between us and, uh, you know, and the wannabes, we'll call them, Bill, that are out there. <laughs> there you go. Well, and that's important because, you know, if you're listening to this show in Iowa or Nebraska or wherever – you know that really, yeah, you've got some Bob Whites around, but the last bastion, the, the last great stronghold for the Bob White quail is uh, western uh, Texas, west Texas, south Texas, western Oklahoma. Uh, this is the place where the study needs to be done on planet Earth. Oh, there's, there's no question. I mean, you know, I hunt all over. I hunt birds all over the country, and when I go to Iowa, Nebraska, Montana, North or South Dakota and hunt birds. I want to give money to them for research, but I want it to stay there in their state. And that's the concept behind behind Park City's Quail Coalition and Quail Coalition in general is the research money raised stays right here in Texas. You know, my buddies from up north in Montana and the Dakotas, they come to Texas because, to your point, Bill, this is the last bastion of wild quail in the country, wild, wild bobwhite quail. And so we want to do all we can to uh, you know, to further that, uh, our cause. And our cause isn't about, this is the other thing I like. <clears throat> we don't have, we have a staff of volunteers that work on this, right? We're yep. not paid. I mean, you're talking to one of the volunteers right now. I mean, you know, what, matter of fact, none of us even get a free ticket to the event. We all pay for a ticket. So everybody that's there that night that are our volunteers, because we don't have this big paid staff. We don't even have a small paid staff. We have a, a group of volunteers that ponies up our own dollars and donates to the cause. So, you know, like my secretary, known as my wife, Jackie <laughs> will help with a lot of stuff, you know, just like all the other guys, their wives, or maybe if some of these guys have someone at their office that can help them. But it's all volunteer 
which means more the money that we raise, more of that stays right here in the state of Texas. And there's yep. more for us for research, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a fabulous night. I mean a fabulous. You and I have attended all kinds of banquets, turkey banquets, elk banquets. They're a lot of fun. But, guys, i got to tell you, until you have been to a Park City Squail banquet and auction, you haven't lived. You might see $2 million come across the table in one night. We've done that before. Yeah, yeah. I I had a, a mutual friend of ours, John Edwards, who lives up in Lewistown, Montana, and John had asked me uh, a handful of years ago, hey, would you, would you uh, MC our Pheasants Forever banquet? And I said, well, of course I will. I'd love because I'd go up there every year for opening weekend of pheasant season in Montana. And so I emceed it. Great time. You know, we, we raised some dollars, you know, for, for habitat right there in central Montana. And I said, John, will you come down and be my guest next year at Park City's Quail at our, our annual dinner and auction? He said, sure. He came down. He goes, Pete, I, I've never, I've never in my life seen anything like this. And I've, I've been to the Turkey Federation dinners. I've been to all the pheasants forever stuff across the country and, and Ducks Unlimited. He goes, this is unbelievable. He goes, that guy just paid $450,000 for that trip. I yes. said, yeah, yeah. And we, and by the way, we did two of them that night. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody so, else wanted so, one and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and thankful for, you know, guys like you, Bill, that support the cause too with your time. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a second to none. And it truly is conservation's greatest night. Yep. It is a wonderful night. I say all that to say this. It's coming up in a few weeks, and it's sold out. You can't get a ticket. But I want folks to get it on their mind for next year because we're going to announce when tickets go on sale. And if you don't jump on the bandwagon the first week, Pete, you're not going to get a ticket. <laughs> you know, we always laugh. You know, We're like, okay, is it going to take a full week, or will it be just five or six days? Yeah. You know, And, you know, we were the last big uh, dinner – or event, we were the last big dinner last March. So that would have been March of 2020. We were the last big event in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area because, you know, the, the next week, COVID shut the world down. And so right now, we're going to be the first big event as we come out of COVID. And, I mean, people, I mean, Bill, it wasn't even a week, and we we sold the event out. And you know, I mean, I think people are clamoring for two things. Number one, they just want to get out again. And number two, this year's honoree is uh, is Bubba Wood. And everybody that knows Bubba in, in Texas just loves the guy. So uh, yeah. he's a fantastic honoree, and it'll be, it'll be a fun night. And we're going to be right back at SMU at the Armstrong Fieldhouse where we were last year. Yep, absolutely. And we will uh, let you know. Keep an eye on the website. Keep listening, and we'll let you know when tickets for next year go on sale. And that will probably be sometime in the fall. All right, Pete, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you at SMU in a couple of weeks. Gobble, gobble. See you then. <laughs> this is professional turkey hunter Ray I. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The Quail Coalition the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets 
goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. Now, more than maybe ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups, complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread around while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also features spacious lakefront cabins, fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well-stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat! The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on-site. Come to the Vineyards! We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, Delicious every time. CajunFryer.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. 
If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. on the texas trophy hunters extravaganzas are back in texas this year houston fort worth and san antonio and it doesn't matter which of those shows you'd like to attend i want to give you free tickets all you have to do is come see me at kinderoutdoors.com k-i-n-d-e-r kinderoutdoors.com and learn more man everything is snapping back into place huh the banquets the get-togethers I'm really looking forward to this one. The Dallas Safari Club Foundation here to talk to me about that is the Executive Director, Richard Cheatham. Hi, Richard. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Billy. Same here. I'm really looking forward to banquet time. You know, we've had a lot of time off without banquets and get-togethers, so it's time to hug some necks and shake hands. I think everybody's ready, Billy. I think uh, we're, we're all ready to get back together and have fun and return to some degree of normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. Dallas Safari Club Foundation, in 30 seconds, what is that? It's the charitable giving and receiving arm of Dallas Safari Club. We're the 501c3 that handles... Uh, fundraising and then disbursement of uh, grants to support the mission of Dallas Safari Club. Give me just two or three examples of where that money goes. Actually, about half of it's spent in, the, in, in North America on projects like uh, Texas Bighorn and Guzzler Projects, uh, Wild Sheep Foundation, there are lots of anti-poaching work in Africa, and scientific research on population studies uh, all over the world, but particularly Africa. So what Richard is saying is the money raised at this banquet is very, very, very important uh, for conservation worldwide, right here at home and around the world. Uh, we're going to get together and have some fun. Tell us where and when. June the 12th, 2021, at the Frontiers of Flight Museum, uh, just off the edge of the east runway of Love Field. Yep, and uh, not far from downtown Dallas. You can fly into Love Field from wherever you're hearing this show and walk to this bank. You're literally... 200 yards away from the entrance of Love Field. You're right. <laughs> and if you can't make it, you can still bid on an auction item. Well, all of our live auction items are going to be, uh, auctions going to be handled simultaneously online through Live Auction World. That registration is open, and in fact, you can go to that site right now and see a description of all 25 of our great live auction items. Very good. If we want to buy a ticket in advance, where do we go? You can also go to our URL uh, for the live auction registration, and that's gonna, there's a link to that on the DSCF website, which is dscf.org, uh, and registration is pretty simple, um, and uh, seats are available, tables are selling fast. 
I'm honored to emcee this event, and we're going to see all of our friends there that we haven't seen in so long. It's going to be like a reunion. It really is. We're going to have an opportunity to honor an icon in the hunting community, Mary Cabela. We're going to recognize some of the people that have been extremely generous to DSC Foundation. We're going to have a great keynote speaker, and then we're going to have a really, really solid and fun live auction. Yes, we are. Richard Cheatham, uh, always a pleasure, and we'll see you in just a couple of weeks at the uh, at the Flight Museum in Dallas for the big Dallas Safari Club Foundation uh, banquet and auction. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, and thank you for helping us with this event. Hey, do you have your eye on a particular auction item that's got your interest? I do. It, yeah. It's not the one that, that, would, that, would, that would, it would surprise a lot of people. We've got a great uh, Luginda River float trip that wow. can be combined with a hunt in Mozambique, but it's a part of the world that very few people have seen. That's cool. You can check it all out at kinderoutdoors.com. If you missed any of this, uh, we've got the links there. See you there. Yes, sir. Thank you. My good friend Richard Cheatham is the executive director of the Dallas Safari Club Foundation. They do a tremendous job. And I really hope you'll participate in the auction, the banquet. It's a big deal. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. So many different formulas because there are so many different dogs. Dogs that have an intolerance to grain, or maybe they're older and could benefit from added glucosamine in their diet. I promise you there's a ProPlan formula that has been researched and fits perfectly the lifestyle, the age, the physical condition of your dog. Learn more when you take a look at all of the different formulas of ProPlan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I'm grateful to you, Bruce Aiken, President and CEO of Bass and Bassmaster for hanging on and talking to me a little bit more about uh, this big event coming to Lake Ray Roberts in Texas in three weeks. Don't miss it. Bruce, the history, you can feel it in the air at a Bassmaster Classic weigh-in. You think of the great past champions like Hank Parker, Kevin Van Dam, great names that have stood on that stage and cried like babies at a Bassmaster's Classic. Yeah, and that Dickies Arena is spectacular. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, they put everything into that facility uh, here that they, they said if it uh, can be done it's done in in that arena from technology to the to the to the video board to the you know suites and seats and and all uh, it's just uh, you know spectacular as well and will be a fitting you know, way in uh, site uh, for for the classic uh, yeah and, and one more thing we're doing, we started last year, Billy, is that on Thursday night uh, to kick off the classic, we call it the kickoff party. Uh, we'll be down at the stockyards and uh, down that way. I think uh, you know after they have the running of the uh, the, the Longhorns or whatever runs down through the <laughs> through there, uh, we'll we'll have a boat parade and and we're going to have a lot of activities. Uh, for kids and families and adults alike, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll be having a party with the drover in and and all that alley uh, down through there. We'll be sort of taking over that night and uh, mule alley, yeah. And I think we finish up at Billy Bob's with the concert. So uh, so it's going to be a fun fun night to kick things off. Yes, it is. It's going to be so much fun. Before I let you go, Bruce, I want to talk about the. Economic impact of a Bassmaster Classic. I want folks in the North Texas area to know just how big this is and the ripple effect that's going to last for a long, long time uh, by attaching, uh, uh, the partnering with Bass and Bassmaster for a Classic. 
Yeah, you know, the last several years we've we've averaged over thirty million dollars of uh, uh, direct and indirect uh, uh, economic impact. Uh, you, you, we've been in Knoxville and Birmingham the last two years for the 49th and 50th. In fact, I think we were maybe the last event before the, you know, COVID kicked in uh, with the uh, Bassmaster Classic in March last year in Birmingham. Uh, and we were, I think, in a mid $30 million range for the economic impact. But it, it, but it is big, and that's just for the week of the tournament. Uh, we, we also, you know, people go to practice. Uh, and all the anglers and all, and, and we don't measure that impact. Uh, and then, you know, after, uh, the, there's so much exposure uh, that people, uh, you know, on our Bassmaster Live and on LFS1 and on Fox, that people get to see uh, the area and, and come back for, you know, weeks and months and years to come as well, and that's not even in that number. So, yeah. you know, uh, we, we'll fill up uh, probably more than, Twenty-nine or thirty thousand hotel rooms that that we just use, you know, for uh, us and and uh, sponsors and uh, expo goers and, and people that are uh, part of the classic, and that doesn't even speak for all the uh, fans that come to town and uh, and, and do that as well. Uh, and you know, I think the number is we that overall occupancy jumps to about 87% when we're in town and then the average occupancy I think is you know maybe around 75 76%. So you know we add 10 points to that which is really you know one of the big economic drivers is that uh, but also food and gas and you know entertainment and everything else people do when they're there. You betcha absolutely. Come to the expo, come to a weigh-in, come to the kickoff party and uh, make sure that you spend plenty of time, carve out plenty of time, June 11, 12, and 13 uh, in uh, Fort Worth and Lake Ray Roberts for the Bassmasters Classic. Bruce, always a pleasure to talk to you and look forward to shaking your hand in uh, Fort Worth in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Just three weeks away, the Bassmasters Classic 2021 version on Lake Ray Roberts, Texas. We are on the Texas-Oklahoma border today for the Wally Marshall Mr. Crappie Classic Qualifier on Lake Texoma. These guys are catching crappie and trying to earn a huge paycheck today. Let's grab a cup of coffee, and I'll meet you right back here. I'm Bassmaster Classic champion Chris Lane. Hey, Billy Kinder, you're not. (laughs) Big Billy Kinder Outdoors will be right back. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good pets. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. 
Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Tati Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on, theharvestmovie.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is, this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. There are some very important factors to check when purchasing a hunting blind. They need to be quiet. They need to have an all-day hunt level of comfort. It's got to be dry inside, even in a downpour. Dillon hunting blinds have earned a strong reputation across North America for their durability, insulation, and marine decking fiberglass floor that will never rot in every blind. Plus smart components like an aluminum RV type door, real glass in the windows that flip in and up with quiet and simple to use friction hinges, drip rails on the windows and above the door to keep the wet out. Hey, anyone can build a box. Dylan builds hunting blinds, conceived, drawn up, constructed, and used by hunters. Lightweight and durable, completely assembled, fiberglass inside and out with foam insulation in between. You can't beat a Dylan. For a dealer near you or to become a dealer, visit DylanMANUF.com. That's D I L L O N M A N U F.com. Fish on the fly rod, fresh walleye in a skillet, big tom turkeys run into your call, a massive 6x6 within 30 yards, and a new personal best in the bass boat. That's life at our camp at Kinder Outdoors with the Dallas Safari Club. Safari may be deep in the African bush or maybe a trip with the grandkids to a neighborhood pond. No matter where you safari, we fight for you at the DSC. BigGame.org. I had the best turkey hunt of my life this spring, and it's it's weird. It was hard work, three days of frustration where everything that could go wrong went wrong, 
and then turned gloriously great for about 20 minutes or less than that, 10 minutes of turkey hunting perfection. But the camaraderie, the road trip, the way it all worked out, the two big toms in the freezer to cap it off, it was one of the best memories of my life. Just I'll really look back on this past spring in particular when I'm recalling great turkey hunting memories. Our special guest on the show this week, one of them anyway, is Mark Holyoke with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. They're celebrating a birthday this month. Mark Holyoke, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Welcome back, man. It's good to talk to you. It's good to be back. Yeah. I tell you what, you guys uh, don't sit down very long. You don't take many breaks at the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Uh, You've accomplished a lot through the years, and I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that, Mark. Happy birthday. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is 37 years old in uh, uh, this month, in May. Yeah, 37 years. You know, the last couple of years for all of us have been challenging on a number of fronts. But, uh, you know, thanks to some uh, resiliency and some creativity and just some downright awesome work done by our volunteers and others, we've uh, been able to put all sorts of money on the ground and continue to, to move forward. And, and that's a good thing for elk and, of course, trickle-down effects for all sorts of other critters uh uh, where we're where we're working, so so it's a good deal. For folks that don't know, tell us a little bit about the history of uh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. How did this get started? It's a great idea. Well, it's it's an all American kind of story. Uh, basically, it started in 1984 with four elk hunters in Northwest Montana, four guys who uh, were just scraping nickels together. Uh, they didn't really have much to their name. We had a let's see, we had a logger, a uh, real estate guy. Uh, a preacher and a drive-in owner in a small Montana community. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, they just, they loved elk, and they, they thought, you know, there's groups out there that, you know, look after ducks and turkeys, but there's nobody out there that looks after elk. What can we do about that? And so they put their, their heads together and their meager funds together at the same time and formed the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And it, it's interesting. It was formed in a, in a tiny, tra- tiny town in Troy, Montana, in a double-wide trailer, which is no longer even on the spot. It's a vacant field now. Uh, but they relied on each other and, and their families, and they just pressed forward and just made it happen and, and got to the point today where we have more than 231,000 members all across the nation, more than 500 chapters, 11,000 volunteers, and, and we're just, you know, thanks to the good work they do and the funds that our volunteers raise, we, we take that money, we put it back on the ground, and uh, we look to conserve elk country and uh, promote conservation and hunting. Yeah, and like you said, when you preserve an acre of ground uh, for the elk, then the squirrels benefit and the birds benefit and everything else benefits. It trickles down, like you said. But you guys have not set aside one acre for the elk. You've set aside millions. What's that? Uh, what's that can't count up to now? So we've either protected or enhanced more than eight one eight point one million acres of habitat, wow. and at the same time opened or improved access to public land for hunting and other activities to more than one point three million acres of land, and and that and that goes across uh, the entire nation. And so, you know, it, it's it's just constantly putting one foot in front of the other and making it happen. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you guys, when you when you talk about opening up access, there I, I know from hunting Montana quite a bit through the years, there's some tremendous uh, country, but you have to have landowner permission to cross them to get to some of those spots. And you've opened up a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of different ways to go about that. You know, one of the things that, at least in recent years, we've been looking for is little – 
little gate points, little access points to hard-to-reach lands in particular. So um, we, we had a project, uh, this was in Montana, although we had a similar one in Utah not long ago too, that it was just a, a little piece of acreage, 40 acres, um, surrounded by uh, big private ranches on each side. But at the back left-hand corner of that piece of property, it, it boarded up to National Forest Service land. And you couldn't get there unless you were in ridiculous shape and hiked in for about two and a half days to reach it by looping around these big ranches. And so that just automatically opens the door to you know, all sorts of opportunity that wasn't there before. So we look for small projects, large ones. Um, we'll, we'll try to carry out access easements. Uh, we'll try to build new trails that, that, that can kind of skirt around some private land or get permission of right-of-way accesses. There's just lots of different ways to go about it. Kind of depends on where you live and and um, what the country's like, but we just we just try to make it happen because we know that that folks appreciate that, and um, w- when we can do that, it's it's better for all. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has worked with the uh, with the parks and wildlife folks uh, in in all over the United States, and there are a lot of elk in a lot of states now that were not there 37 years ago because of the, the good work in part. Uh, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. It's phenomenal where we can find elk now, where they had disappeared before. You know, and that, and that's really one of the earmarks of a, of a great conservation organization is, is if, at least that's what we think as far as accomplishments go. If, if you can return a, a species to its native range, then, then that's a feather in the cap. And so um, directly, while we've enhanced habitat in all sorts of states and all sorts of places across the country, We've directly partnered with state and wildlife agencies and other partners um, to restore elk to their native range in West Virginia, Virginia, uh, Missouri, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and even up in Ontario, Canada as well. So, so elk are back in those places. Um, they're 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 doing pretty well in all those places. Missouri is getting ready for its its second ever elk hunt this fall. Wisconsin, I believe, is its third or fourth, and Kentucky is is kind of the kind of the band leader out there, the, the chest thumper. Um, it was 1997 in Kentucky, but as of today, there's somewhere between 12 and 14,000 elk. That's the largest herd east of the Mississippi. So, you know, even up in Pennsylvania and other places, elk abound, they're there, um, and, and we're just doing what we can uh, to support those animals and the other uh, critters around them. Elk hunters plan ahead. They don't just uh, go to bed tonight and say, I think I'll go elk hunting tomorrow. So... Tell me your plans for this year, Mark. What are what are you working on? <laughs> you mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, I, I've put in for elk tags for a number of years at a favorite spot of mine, and, and actually last year, after putting in for I don't know how many years in a row, I drew a I drew a bull and an elk tag about 65, 70 miles from my house, and all I saw wow. were hunters, and so it was it was a little <laughs> depressing. Uh, but you know that's the way it goes, and so this year. Personally, I didn't put in for one one elk tag, one special draw anywhere because when I was chasing deer in the foothills up above my house, which connected the mountains above my house, um, I think it was two years ago, we actually saw some elk up high. That's going to force me to get out and work, but I told myself this year, force yourself to get up, climb up about oh, 1,800 to 2,500 feet, get up there, find those elk and learn what's up there to the point that I could work myself around and with my binoculars see my house way down below. Now, granted, it's a long oh. way, 
But that that's would be my cool. personal goal. Yeah. Will it happen? Yeah, I don't know. Will I run into a lot of hunters like last year? I know I won't. <laughs> well, and every birthday candle that you add to your cake, they get further up that mountain mark. It's, yeah, it's, no uh, kidding. It's a little further and a little tougher. Well, hey, happy birthday, speaking of birthday cake. 37 years, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, celebrating in the month of May. Mark Holyoke, always good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. And if uh, folks out there are interested, just log on to rmef.org and see what we're up to. Hey, we're all out of time this week for DSC's Kinder Outdoors, but I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for this time we have together each week. And I want to invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. <laughs>